Thank you for listening to the Legacy Church Podcast. To connect with us, go to www.legacynb.com. Now enjoy this time of prophetic ministry from one of our services. So I'm going to share with you a few testimonies also as we move into this time of praying for healing. We believe in divine healing. We believe in praying for plan A, God supernaturally heal, because that's what Jesus said to do. He said, go, right, go, and do what? Heal the sick. Cast out demons. Cleanse the lepers and raise the dead. Heal the sick. Cast out demons. Cleanse lepers. Raise the dead. It's a pretty heavy assignment. (laughs) He didn't say, pray so that my father will do it. And yet we know he's the healer, not us. He's the healer. Jesus is the healer, not me. But Jesus told us to go and heal the sick. He told us to do the impossible. Because with God, with God, all things are possible. And all things are possible for him who believes. Right? So we believe in that. We believe in activating that. If you didn't already, let me just, I'm just going to ask right now. If you felt like you got healed during worship in the place of this presence, can you just raise your hand and wave? Yeah, thank you, Lord. One, two, three, four, five. He was moving. I, I, I heard things drop, like someone was like, like, you know, my kids come in and they like drop their backpack on the table or something. Like, I just heard thuds, thuds dropping. And I believe that, again, he's always waiting for us to release stuff to him. So you still have that invitation. But we're going to go specifically after physical healing. And we activate everybody in doing this because this is a children's bread. You have Jesus. You have the healer in you. But we are to partner with him by speaking the truth of God. So if you need a physical healing in your body, I want you to stand up. If there's anything in your body that you need, healed. Now, is there anybody that has a left ankle sprain? Does anybody have a left ankle or a weak? I'm going to call it a weak ankle. Does anybody have a left ankle sprain? Okay, so left, there's a couple. Okay, I need you guys to stand up because I want this gone. <clears throat> now, I know it sounds weird, but the, the way the Lord gives words of knowledge, which is a gift of Holy Spirit, it's factual information I shouldn't know, right? And sometimes he does it in physical by, by however he speaks to you. It may be a picture, a thought, an impression, a feeling, you know, but sometimes he also does it like in your body. Some of you came in having an ache that was not yours before you got here. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? If you have an ache in your body that showed up as you got here, but it wasn't yours before, wave at me. Okay, I want you guys to come and give me what it is. Come and tell me what that word of knowledge is, because I believe that that's going to get healed today. I believe that that's how the Lord speaks. The liver, the liver area, and also the heart, both of those, the chest and the in the liver area. Okay. But it's not the back, even though you're pointing to the back. It's liver is the word. Okay? Yeah. So this morning I was like super tired. I feel like almost chronic fatigue syndrome type of thing. And the Lord, like, I fell asleep during worship. And I was like in third heaven, y'all. And when I woke up, like, I felt completely better. So I think God is healing chronic fatigue syndrome. Thank you, Lord. That's good. The arch of my right foot start 
started hurting actually more the top of the right foot. Anybody have that? Wave at us. If you guys have it, don't be shy. Okay, there's a couple over there. Anybody else? Someone else? There, I saw another hand over here in this section. Don't be shy. Come on up, Elizabeth. Oh, that was a pain that you had? Okay. Did somebody else have a word of knowledge? Yeah, I was about to say. Um. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's my right, my left elbow was the one that was hurting when I got it. No, it's gone now. Yeah, it's gone now. Ha, ha, ha. Because you know what? Jesus is so good, he just heals it just because he spoke it. When he speaks the thing into existence, right, it's just gone. So without us even praying at the moment, just go ahead and test your body. Those of you who are aching, especially in those words of knowledge, I want you to just go ahead and move it around and then wave at me if you felt like there's healing in it, if it's moving at all, or if it's completely gone. Just wave. Do you feel like anything's happening yet? Okay. That's okay. Listen. We want to give space for God to move however he wants to move, okay? So now everybody else that does not have a physical pain, all of you who are seated have nothing you need healed in your body. You're just perfectly healthy. You got no aches and pains. I mean, you're comfortable just being right where you're at. Pass by me, Jesus. I'm really okay. Go help them. Are you serious? I'm just asking because Jesus is here. And he's ready to heal you if you'll just say yes, and you'll just say, I'll give it to you, because I'm not shy about it. Jesus paid for it all, and I expect it all. I'm going to pray for plan A. Now, if he has me go through plan B, which is going through the fire, the treatments, whatever it is, listen, using doctors and meds is not second-class healing. It's just another way that God heals. Now, C can happen, and that's when I die and go to glory, and I'm completely healed. That can happen, too. But we're praying for plan A. If we got to do plan B, okay. But we're still going to contend for plan A, even while we're going through plan B. Amen? So it's A. You want it? Stand up. Just going to ask one more time because I feel like the Lord's like, are you serious? Like, you just, okay. All right. I mean, like, you know. Okay, sleep issues. Some of you are having sleep issues, not sleeping um, through the night, waking up regularly. Um, some of you may even be waking up in the morning with anxiety, and you don't know why. I feel like that's a deliverance that's going to take place. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, migraines. I hear migraines. He's been going after migraines a lot lately. That's a tormenting spirit. We come against that in Jesus' name. Yeah, anybody else? Going once, going twice. Jesus is walking. He's, he's walking. Wrist. Okay. Right wrist and neck. If that's you, wave your hand. Okay, there we go. There's some right there. Okay, listen. Jesus knows it all. But when he gives words of knowledge, that means he's saying, like, this is done. It's taken care of. So we come into it by faith right? Now, I'm going to tell you, I can walk through all of Scripture and show you when Jesus is going through the Gospels and he's healing people, there are different levels of faith in the person that he was talking to. Some had lots of faith, like the woman with the issue of blood grabbed hold of the cloak, right? But some had no faith, like the man whose son was being tormented and he said, help my unbelief. I choose to believe, right? He had no faith whatsoever. It didn't matter what level of faith you have. Faith is a principle, but it's not a law. What was the key difference? The presence of Jesus. The presence. That's why we are lovers of his presence. It's his presence. Now, everybody else, you're the prayer team. 
<laughs> and yes, those of you standing are the prayer team also. So I'm going to ask you to engage with somebody who is standing. If you're seated, go find somebody to pray for right now. Get up. Get up. A five-year-old can pray a prayer for healing. We're going to show you how. It's very simple. Okay? We want you guys to move around to the people around you. Make sure everybody has somebody who's going to be praying for them. We want everybody to be prayed for. And just share what it is that you want gone, what it is that you want healed. Be really specific. I have a pain in the right shoulder. I have tinnitus in my ears. These are words of knowledge. Whatever it is, we're going after it right now. Pain, go in Jesus' name. Pain, leave in Jesus' name. We command the muscles to loosen in Jesus' name. Speak to the pain and tell it to go in Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit. Release your fire right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Be healed in the name of Jesus. We command every spirit of infirmity and sickness or disease to go now. We bind and rebuke you in Jesus' name. The Lord rebukes you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Now thank him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Now test it out. We thank him with expectation of faith. Now test it out. If you couldn't do something before, try it out. If you couldn't raise your arm or shoulder, try it out. Move that wrist around, left wrist. Test the pain out. Some things we know we won't know until there's a test or something done with the doctor, but if there's a pain in your body, if there's something you couldn't do before, test it out. Move around. Step into the healing. Take an act of faith. Move your body in some way. Test it out. We thank you, Jesus. Test it out. We thank you, Lord. Complete and total healing in Jesus' name. Scoliosis, go in the name of Jesus. Tendonitis, go in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Thank you. Now test it out. Now wave at me if you feel God moving, if it moved at all. If your pain lowered or lessened, wave at me. Big hands in the air, please. Big heads in the air. Let's look around. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, God. Thank him. He's on the move. We thank you, Lord. We do not allow disappointment to land. We reappoint you as God on the throne. You are healer, God. You are healer. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Now, even Jesus prayed twice. <laughs> he set the precedent. Even Jesus prayed twice when a blind man needed to be healed. So let's pray again, especially those of you where you didn't feel like anything happened. It's okay. Sometimes we don't feel stuff, and it just happens. Tomorrow morning, you may wake up, and it's gone. When Jesus prayed for the 10 lepers on the road to Jerusalem, they weren't healed immediately. They were healed as they went. It was a three-day journey into Jerusalem. They were all healed, but only one came back to thank him. So we thank you, Jesus. So let's pray again. All pain go. We erase the curse of any diagnosis given in Jesus' name. We thank you that we are whole in you, Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over every physical body right now. All pain leave. Backs come into alignment right now. I command discs to come into alignment right now. Muscles loosen right now in Jesus' name. All pain go in the name of Jesus. 
Jesus. Thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We receive it, God. We thank you, Jesus. We receive it. Now test out your body again. Test it out. Do something you couldn't do before. Move around. Step into the window of your healing. Step into it. you got to move your body. Do something. It's an act of faith. If I couldn't raise my hand and I'm able to test it by raising my hand, it's an act of faith. Step into it. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. Now, if God's touching your body at all and you notice a move, wave at me. Hands in the air, high, wave at me. God's doing something. It may not be completely gone yet. Wave one hand at me up in the air. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. One, two, three, four, five, six. Thank you, Jesus. Seven. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you're completely healed and it's all gone, wave two hands at me like this. Thank you, Jesus. One, two, three. Thank you, Lord. Okay, now I'm going to ask if any of you want to come and give glory to God, come give your testimony. Come give your testimony. Come on down. Tell us what was going on. Let's not hold the testimony because there's power in the testimony. He's no respecter of persons when you share your testimony. If he'll do it for you, he'll do it for somebody else. Amen? All right. Great. What was going on? What did God do? Um, God just, uh, just healed me. I had, uh, like, allergies, and it just, I wasn't feeling too good this morning. Thank God. God uh, healed me from from anxiety and everything. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else want to testify? Now, I counted more than one person waving at me. My wrist has been hurting quite a bit. I think it's arthritis, but it's, it's left wrist, and it's, it feels great now. So praise God. Thank you, Lord. Who had the left ankle? Who had a left ankle? Did your left ankle get healed? Okay. Okay, so you're just going to intercede for somebody else. But no, somebody in the room. Somebody have a left ankle pain? No? Could have swore I had somebody wave at me. Okay, that's okay. He's no respecter. Which one? Did your ankle get healed? Yes, thank you, Lord. Okay, thank you. Yes. Your ankle, too? Okay, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, because I was like, it's gone now. I don't have it in my ankle anymore. I know that's weird, but it's just what he does. He's like, psst, this one. That's how he works. Isn't he good? Let's give him a clap offering again. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the healer. And I'm going to encourage you, when you test out your healing and you know you're healed, sit in it for a second. Sit in the healing. Recognize it's not just emotion. This is not just hype. This is not just being, you know, a high in the moment, okay? Recognize the healing and sit in it. This is what wholeness feels like. And we thank God. We move into thankfulness with him. And then guess what? We get to continue to war for it because the enemy is going to tap on your shoulder. He's going to try to bring the pain back. He's going to do some of the things to get you to doubt or to cause fear again. And how we, how we resist is we laugh. We laugh. We're like, nice try, Jesus. No, I remember. I was healed. You don't get to come back. We don't come into, oh, no, oh, gosh, here it is. Don't come into that place of disappointment. Stay in that place of faith. Stay in that. Now, listen, there's no shame or condemnation if the pain does return. I've had it happen myself. I have scoliosis. I have an extra vertebrae in my back that shouldn't be there. I've been, I've been healed multiple times of the pain going, um, but I've yet to have that straight back. But I have seen it with my eyes. I've seen it on x-rays. I've seen it literally in front of me in a conference. And I sat there going, hello, Jesus. 
like, I'm standing. I was asking for it too. And he healed six people in the room at a conference of scoliosis. And two people were writhing on the floor and got deliverance. Now, I was thankful that wasn't me either. But, but I was like, Jesus, but whatever it takes, right? If I got to, whatever it is, deliver. Now, the pain left, but my back is not completely straight. I don't know why he does things the way he does them. But we still pray for plan A. And we thank him. And I can celebrate for the ones who got healed, but I will confess to you that that battlefield in the mind shows up. Well, God, why, why did you heal them and not me? Like, am I something doing wrong? Do I have sin in my life? And there may be. There may be some stuff you got to get right with the Lord, but the bottom line is no. Like, what exists in heaven, I'm allowed to have here because of Jesus. That's it. That's the truth. We just keep speaking the truth. So our soul, our heart will sometimes wrestle with the truth. This is where we become double-minded, and the double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Why? Because a part of him thinks this, and a part of him thinks this, and he's not completely, totally surrendered, wholehearted unto the Lord. So that's where we do our warfare, is we worship. We war best from a place of rest. So some of you guys are getting a little sleepy there. Even Mia confessed to passing out a little bit going into the third heaven. But some of you in worship, the Lord was hovering over you because he needed to impart peace. It was peace that he was imparting to you. I could feel it in the room. It felt really thick. I don't know if you guys felt like a thick blanket in the room. It just gets heavy. His glory gets heavy. And the more you begin to perceive what he's doing, just ask him, Lord, what is that? What is that? It was his peace. I can feel it right now still just as I'm talking about it. It manifests when you talk about it. Do you notice that? When you start talking about peace, God, thank you for your peace. You're the prince of peace. His peace is weighty. It's heavy. And it just makes you want to sleep. (laughs) It just makes you want to take a nap. If we start talking about joy... Guess what's going to start breaking out? We start talking about joy because we're coming into the truth of God. We're coming into alignment with joy. And we get to laugh. Why? Because he's the God who sits on a throne and laughs. He laughs. The kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy is a third of the kingdom. We should be the happiest people. Joy is a superpower. Peace is a superpower. Righteousness is a superpower because he did it. But it's what we partner in with. It's what we focus on. It's what we pay attention to. So as we go after healing, that's what we're doing. We're not just praying. We're commanding that thing to change. We're releasing heaven in there. We're not commanding God. But we're partnering with what he's saying. Do you understand? We're seated in heavenly places in Christ. So that's why we speak to the pain and we speak to the body part because he gave us dominion over all the earth. He gave us dominion over it. So you can do that to your own body too. I speak to my pain to come into alignment. I command my body into wholeness. Begin to practice that. Practice it by faith. Find the scriptures that you need to, but exercise with it. But the battlefield is right here. It's what you believe. Uh, Prophetic team, go ahead and come on up. We believe in activating all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And on Encounter Sunday, we intentionally don't necessarily preach a sermon like a typical Sunday. Um, We go after activation. So all of you just got activated in healing. Even if you're just listening just a little bit or observing, I encourage you, what you carry and who you carry is needed out there beyond these four walls. And there are going to be people that are going to come into your life and into your week, this week, 
who's going to talk about a pain in their body or an issue that they need prayer for, and you carry the seed of the answer. So I'm encouraging you to step out in boldness and just say, hey, do you mind if I pray for you right now? Because sometimes we're like, hey, do you mind if I pray with you? They're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and pray. And they're thinking like later in your prayer time, on your prayer list. Like, no, 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 like right now. I'm in the middle of Walmart. I'm in the middle of H-E-B. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, my back's hurting. Oh, okay, well, do you mind if I just pray for you for a second? Like, it's an invitation for Jesus to show up. Like, we just don't let it sit. When when someone starts talking about physical pain, pray for them right then and there because who you carry is the answer to every problem in the world. Amen? So I encourage you guys. That's what we're about here at Legacy. It's extending the kingdom outside of these walls. You carry him. And that's who we're inviting the world into relationship with. We can't just talk about him. We have to show him who he is. We demonstrate who he is. So our prophetic ministry team is here, not because we're all the wow special ones that have prophetic um, gifting. All of you have the ability to hear the voice of the Lord. But we do intentionally invite people into partnership, training, and teaching, coaching people how to hear the Lord more, especially if we feel called to this as a ministry. But everybody is called to this, right? Everybody is called to hear the word of the Lord and to share it with people, whether it's the logo scripture, whether it's the rhema word, We represent Christ. That is what we're to do. And so what we're doing up here is we're taking the time to demonstrate and to practice. We're all still learning. We're all still going to practice. The word says that we prophesy in part. We know in part and we prophesy in part. So some of us are going to have a piece of the puzzle. There's revelation. There's interpretation and application. Say that out loud with me. Revelation, interpretation, and then application. Revelation is whatever it is that God gives to me, however we're going to hear him. Some of us, again, we hear by impression, a simple little thought, a word picture, a feeling, an emotion, whatever it is. However God's speaking, we grab hold of that. If I said butterfly right now. Some of you just saw a little butterfly or a picture of a butterfly because you're visual. Lord speaks to me in that way. So when I say butterfly, I actually saw a white butterfly. So you can start asking the Lord for specifics, right? So as he begins to show us things or tell us about some things, we're asking him for specifics. And sometimes, some of us, the way the Lord works is you're the kind of person he sits with and you kind of meditate for a long time and you would be one that would write out a word and really pray into it, okay? And he'll give you more, and he'll flesh it out. Um, You'll see a picture, and you'll put it down. And then some people, it's what we call the the knobby prophet or the knobby flow. And what that means is, as I speak, he drops in something. As I'm talking, he drops in another picture, and he just adds to it. So sometimes the reason why we keep talking when we're sharing the word, um, and we try not to go into teaching or direction. There's a couple of boundaries that we have for general prophetic ministry, It must edify, exhort, and give comfort. Okay, that's the litmus test. Edify, build you up, exhort you, encourage you, and bring you comfort, draw you closer to God. There is never a word that I don't give if I don't want it myself. That's that's part of the litmus test. We only give good stuff because he's a good giver, okay? The only time 
there is a word of warning or correction is it should come out of relationship with somebody who intimately knows you that you can receive from. Okay, um, and, and typically when we talk about like office prophets, sometimes they'll do that, but it's usually a regional word. It is never to call somebody out in front of everybody. There's been a lot of abuse in prophetic ministry, and we're here to correct it. Okay, and so this is why we do this. We're demonstrating you the correction. So there may be, you'll see some coaching every now and then um, where I'll correct them. They have given permission for us to be able to, to correct or train in the delivery of a word or how to rephrase it or to do it a little different or to add a little bit more. And sometimes I just give them the microphone on the spot because it's just about, okay, because it's not about me. It's about the Lord and how he's going to move. So you're going to see us. That's why we do this is we demonstrate that we're all learning. We're all just training. But God shows up when we take risk because that's what faith is spelled, R-I-S-K. That is, that is what faith is, is just to step out and he will show up. If you'll open your mouth, he will fill it. Amen? But here's the other thing about prophetic ministry. It's your job as the people and as the receivers to test and judge the word. It's your job to make sure it aligns with the Holy Spirit. There's a check in your spirit. If it's a yes, most prophetic words are confirmation of things God's already been telling you. He's just saying, yeah, that's me. That was me talking, okay? Sometimes, though, it is an invitation to a new thing. Sometimes we get words of knowledge, like when I was talking about physical healing before, in the midst of a prophetic word. I don't always know when that happens, um, but sometimes it does. So sometimes a word of knowledge will come in a prophecy, and you're like, oh, my gosh, how did you know that? Well, Jesus, right? Um, but he'll use language that we know, but he'll partner with language that he talks to you about, that only you and God would know some of those things, right? And so sometimes he'll give us that language for that. It's another way for you to know that was the Lord. And if it just drops... Like, yeah, I don't know if that was really a word, Cindy. That, you know, it was nice, but <laughs> didn't really have the juice on it, as I like to say. It didn't really have, you know, that thing in it. Then don't flush it. People say sometimes to flush it. You can flush it if you want. I encourage people to stick it on a shelf. Write it down. Ask the Lord. It's an invitation. What are you saying about that? So the one I use a lot is because I gave a word about a picture who I saw them painting and drawing something and creative, and they're like, oh, I'm not an artist. I'm like, okay, A, you may not be one now, <laughs> but he's inviting you into that. And or it's symbolic, right? And so just ask the Lord what he's doing with that. But that's the encouragement. It's not just about what we're saying up here. It's how you receive it and you test and judge the word. And other people around you who know you will test and judge the word. The other thing is um, all of these are being recorded. We're certainly live streaming as well. I encourage you to write these things down. Treasure them like you do the word of the Lord. Treasure the words that he gives you. I have a book that has all of our prophetic words on it for decades, all written in a book for every single person in my family, and we regularly review them because in one season it looks like this, but in another season it speaks something else, just like the Logos Word of God. Okay, so we want to encourage you guys with that. If we prophesy over somebody and it resonates with you, grab it. He's no respecter of persons, okay? That can be for you too, but test it with your spirit. Amen? All right. Who has a word to start? Over here in the back, Nikki and Polly and Holly, um, when I saw you first walk in today, um, I saw these, uh, for lack of a better word, street sweepers, but they're for a river, and I don't know what to call them, but they, what they do is they float on the river and they pick up trash and clear the trash from the river and um, 
they stir up the bottom and, and hopefully stir up stuff that's, that's stunk, uh, sunk to the bottom. So what God showed me about you was that the three of you are river cleaners. And um, the river is the river of, of living water. And I don't know if this means to anything to any of you, but um, I, I got the word Calcutta or Mumbai, which are uh, it, places in India. So I don't know if that means anything to any one of the three of you. I know you're YWAMers, so that's a possibility. But um, I believe that, that God is calling you to stir up the, the rivers of living water and in people and help them clean up the trash out of that. And God showed me that the trash in, in that is dumped into recycle bins and recycled into something useful. Three amigos. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, that's, that's, I don't know if that resonates with y'all or not, but that's the first thing that I saw when y'all popped up was the three, the three amigos, and I don't know much about them. Um, I just know, like, they, they bring joy, right? They bring laughter wherever they go, and so I feel like there's a releasing with joy and laughter that maybe that's something that y'all haven't been able to do, or maybe it's something that the Lord is uh, accelerating and, um, and just bringing into those people around you. First on the far right with the hat, um, I, what's her name? Nikki. Nikki. Okay, Nikki. Um, I don't know if you're on social media actively in the sense of like, um, like marketing is what comes to my mind right now. So I don't know if you have like design background or anything like that, but, but I feel like the Lord is calling you into taking the media mountain through social media and your influence on social media. And there's, I just see like design and creativity and art, like, I don't know if you know Canva and how to do all that stuff or whatever, but I feel like there's an acceleration of that because there's a promotion. Uh, thank you, Jesus. There's a promotion. He's wanting you to promote something specific. There's a theme or a call on your life that he's wanting you to go after. It's a specific theme. It's, um, thank you, Jesus. It's a passion of yours, and he's not letting me say it out loud on purpose. Um, but there's a passion and a theme, a calling that anchors you in your soul, like this is what I was born for. This is the mountain I'm supposed to take down, and this is how I'm going to do it. And that thing is what he's calling you into, promoting the truth about God around that and using social media to do that. And I feel like he's going to train you in how to do social media marketing for that, and there's a movement coming that's around that that you're actually going to stir up. When he was talking about stirring up, I I felt like it was like groundwater. He was stirring up like your grassroots kind of effort, and it was growing and building. And so that's what I felt for you. Add on. Um, when you stood up, I just I just saw just a shower of water over the three of you, and I was like, "What in the world is that?" And and then I saw like God zoomed out, and it was a watering can, His watering can, <laughs> and uh, and I felt like it went with what Cindy said. He's providing everything you need for you to come into your purpose all provision training everything you need so this is for everybody who's wearing orange god is really highlighting orange <laughs> cindy's wearing it too so if you have a variation or orange or you know something this is for you 
I feel like, you know, there's many meanings to orange, but the Lord is highlighting perseverance. So the Lord is saying that you have gone through testing of the times, and you know testing produces perseverance. And the Lord is with you, and he's going to guide you and direct you, and you will walk in spirit of humility through wisdom and develop strength, toughness. Like, you know, the orange skin is tough, but then it's fragrant, and it protects the inside, and it's juicy, it's glorious, and tasty, and yummy, and refreshing to those around you. So you are just in an amazing season. You're laughing. <laughs> and another new word? Okay, so this word is for Kelly. Kelly was earlier telling me that she uh, wanted to go to, not, not Kelly, uh, what's your name? Kathy. Kathy, sorry. I know it wouldn't have made no sense if I said, because I have a word for Kelly too, but Kathy. Kathy was telling me that she wanted to go fishing, but the Lord said to come here. So she was obedient. And during worship, the Lord told me that God is going to make you a fisher of men. That's why you are here. And you're, God is going to download you names and the word of knowledge, while you're driving to location to location to do your business, God is going to download you. And he's going to give you a specific strategy as to how to talk to these people and touch their heart. So this was all the training, like you talking to people and, you know, going to place to place and talking to these people. This may be like feel like going through motion, but it's not. It is for the glory of God. And you are an evangelist. And the type of fishing that he's calling you to isn't rod and reel fishing. You're not going to be catching one at a time. He's, he's teaching you how to be a net fisherman, catching fish that don't want to be caught, catching fish that don't know they're hungry. So what she was talking about going from place to place, that's, that's sowing the net and, and um, creating the net that's going to reap that harvest of that fish harvest i just heard the lord say bond kathy bond <laughs> and and he said that because you are you're like 007 he's going to send you in under the radar he's going to send you in self mode he's going to send you under the radar people aren't going to know what's going to hit them when you go into a place but there's also an elegance to it right there's a high level elegance that he's going to bring you into as you do that so it's higher level people higher level influencers it's the it's the people that would be wearing the suit and the tie or the you know the things the fancy dresses and all the stuff because that's the circle that he's actually bringing you into but it's you're going to come in under the radar they're not even going to know what hit them thank you lord uh, this is for the lady with the blonde hair and the black top. Uh, what's your name? Next to the guy with the blue shirt right here. Yes, what's your name? Katie. Katie? Okay, um, when I looked at you, I felt like God said powerful and, and really loud. I mean, he roared it <laughs> that you are powerful and you don't realize how powerful you are yet. And he wants you to know that. He wants you to start to partner with him in coming into that and to start making declarations that start changing atmospheres and people's lives. No matter what it looks like on the outside, you, d you partner with him and declare what he wants it to be, what he sees it as, and it's going to change. And he also said, uh, I heard you have not because you ask not, and what he said to the disciples, up to now you have asked me nothing, but ask, ask, keep asking that your joy will be full. 
And he also wanted me to remind you that he's in the details. He, he wants to give you the desires of your heart, even the tiniest thing that you might think he doesn't want to be bothered with. He does. Yeah, and I, I heard that the, the power that she's discussing is, uh, I, I saw the word intercessor over your head. So um, when you pray, when you get into your quiet place and you pray, um, it stirs heaven. It, it dispatches ang angels to do what God already wants to do. And she's right, it's you partnering with God that is doing this, but God is calling you to dispatch into the lives of people that have asked you to pray for them and also people that haven't asked you to pray for them. You're supposed to be praying for people and you're the one that's sending out those angels. The, the prayer that you're using is, is um, sending out those angels. Another add-on? Add-on? Yes. So um, your ears were highlighted to me. I feel like the Lord is speaking to you and sometimes you are like, I don't know if I'm hearing the Lord right, but you are hearing. And God is going to increase accuracy and uh, uh, the precision of the word that you're hearing. And it's going to be powerful. So take notice to what the Lord is saying. Um, the lady in the green shirt with the black hair. I saw like these three rings above your head. And I thought it was the understanding you have of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I feel like you've had people talk to you or you've been to churches or you've been to places where you get an understanding on who the Father is, who the Son is, and who the Holy Spirit is. But now he's giving you the invitation to cross those rings over one another so you have an understanding of who he is. This God is three in one. And that's going to be a very personal thing for you, too, because it's also going to advance your identity in him, especially like a bride. Um, so I just see you with like a fl one of those flowing scarves behind you, just blowing in the wind, and you're being carried up by the wind um, of the Lord. Um, but I just feel like he wants to um, blow his wind on your life and just be have you, have you so centered in him that no matter what's coming at you, you're being carried with him. And the things that come off of your life are going to just ex extend his spirit. So this word is for Kelly. <laughs> Sorry, I got you too confused. So um, during the uh, worship of lover of your presence, I felt like the Lord is like just loving you and you're loving him back. And there's just such a communion that's going on and there's sweetness and swirling around you. And you know him so in intimately well. And God is taking you into a season of fruitfulness through this intimacy just amazing fruitfulness. And I know that you have gone through some dormancy during pandemic, but now you're stepping into fullness of fruitfulness that looks like in ministry. And also, I feel like maybe in your business and even in friendships and relationships, God is going to prosper you and increase for the purpose of his kingdom. I hear uh, Warrior Queen, and I'm thinking of the song that we play often called Warrior King, and I hear him singing Warrior Queen, that he wars over you, he wars for you. 
um, and that he is, he is fighting for you. And I want to agree with what she says about the friendships. She's, I feel like God's bringing friends to your life and he's bringing like relationships to you, people who can just add layers to your life. So this is for Cindy, and I don't know if I know your husband's name. Yes? No, or oh, the husband. Jerry. Jerry. Okay, Jerry. Yes. Um, y'all, the Lord just, like, highlighted y'all, even, like, during worship. And, you know, I was just asking, like, well, what is it? And I feel like there's a unity um, in ministry for y'all. And I don't know if y'all already do ministry together, but I feel like there's something that the Lord is calling y'all into. And just, um, you know, the the dynamics of of Corinthians of love and the relationship that we have with the father, but then that y'all carry into one another and leading by example. And I feel like that's something that y'all have something to offer to others when it comes to marital unity. Uh, you with the sound shirt and then the jean jacket, Marissa. Um, I saw over you, like, there was, like, a bunch of circles in the hole around, or in the floor around you, and I saw it's, like, a ring of leadership, and you have many people in your life where you can look into their lives, and you can see, okay, this is what leadership looks like, and this is what leadership looks like, and it's been over these, this series of seasons, you've been able to look in and see and understand what it means to be a leader, just also in, like, the identities of God, um, and I feel like what God's doing now is he's completely taking that floor away because it was like a lid before. And I feel like you're actually dropping into that jar and you're becoming a part of the leaders. I can, I can add on to that. Um, the word I saw over your head, and this is often how I see it, is like a neon sign over your head. It said administrator. I don't know if that means anything to you, but um, that... I don't know, but he's giving you something to administer. I, I don't know what that means. I just kept getting the word structure. Like whenever Morgan was talking, I just heard the word structure. And I feel like the Lord is like structuring something. And I think that goes along with the administration gift that you carry. But it's something with the structure that the Lord is doing with you right now. So uh, I met Bob, and then I think you are Michael, right? So your father just briefly told me that you're new, so in a little bit. And then I was just praying for you, and I did not realize that was you when you were standing in front of here while you're worshiping. And God was, I saw you sitting there, and I saw you sitting here. And in between those times, God has made you taller. And he has stood you up, stood you up so strong. And so powerful. You always have known him as your father. But now you know him as king. And you are being commissioned as a warrior. Uh, Tim, uh, yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, the Lord pointed you out to me. And then this morning again, he gave me a little bit more. But... Uh, the Lord just wants to say to you that he loves you, that you are special to him. Are you? Uh, I see you as sort of a, a teacher, intellectual type person and uh, a prayer warrior, a priest. I saw that priest thing over you. But then this morning when I was coming in, I heard the words, my forever friend. 
you are his forever friend. He's not left you in your older age, and he still has pl good plans for you, for he knows the plans he has for you to bless you, to bring you hope in a future, and that's for you. And then I wanted to talk to those two blonde ladies. Are y'all sisters? Oh, I just feel like the Lord said that he has a specific ministry for you. Uh, I don't know what that ministry is, but y'all have something you've planned together, and he wants to promote that for you. So we, we hear sons of thunder because of James and John, but... The word said this to me and my sister one time that we're sisters of lightning. And that's what I heard over the two of you, that you're sisters of lightning. And lightning actually carries a power, right? It, it travels faster um, and stuff too. So I feel like that there's a, something combustible that's happening between the two of you that the Lord is setting on fire. Um, I actually feel like there's a business um, that's available for the both of you um, to partner in. I don't really know what that's about, but I feel like... Um, the picture that I see is it's kind of when you're making taffy, if you've ever made taffy before and it gets sticky and it's like you're pulling on the taffy, the other one's got to pull and you got you really kind of have to work together, but you're wrestling in and it's a little sticky and stuff too, but it's actually fun. It's really fun. It's a fun mess, right? But, but I feel like that's kind of the season that you're in is that you're pulling taffy and you're just kind of working it out and you kind of have to keep doing it before it gets that real soft, you know, texture um, instead of it being really hard at the beginning. And so I feel like that's kind of a season that you're in is it just really this teamwork basically of the two of you pulling and weaving and some of that so I don't know if that makes any sense at all to you guys but that's what I was feeling for you Ad? Um, when she was talking about lightning um, I was seeing a lightning bolt being like a needle on a on a um, sewing machine sewing things together um, and the word that came to my mind was a patchwork quilt like you're you're putting things to putting all these beautiful things together and it's creating a big blanket um the the two of y'all will be um doing this together to to put this like a sewing bee type thing and i i know that sounds kind of old-fashioned and all that but that's that's what the picture came to my head was this you know lightning bolt being a bobbin up and down on a on a sewing machine that's good new words new word you have one? And Micah stepped out, so I don't know if he's coming back in. But, um, but Chris, so uh, I know Cindy had mentioned the white butterfly. And as soon as she said the white butterfly, like the people wearing white, you know, popped out. And especially you, just this glowing presence over you. And I really feel like there's a restoration and a rebirth and new life going on right now that the Lord is working in you. And I just see that, that purity and restoration happening. And... Uh, Micah's not in here. Is he coming back back in? He's okay. Then I'll 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 save that. But I yeah, I have something for Micah too. But anyone want to add on to Chris? Yeah, Chris, you're in a fruitful season. So you've tilled ground for a lot of years, and the Lord's heard your prayers, and it's time to pluck the fruit and enjoy the fruit. Did you have something for Chris? Um. I feel like in the past you've been like a whispering willow and you've just been whispering into people's lives and planting things in them. And like she's saying, it's time to reap that. But there's also part of the harvest field is you're sending out harvesters now. You're being able to oversee it and you're able to sit like in your front garden, rocking on your porch while everyone else is able to harvest for you. 
so did anybody have, I'll go, Micah. So I just, like, I could see the presence of the Lord over you. And, you know, that when we're praying the song that's praying for generations, generations, and the Lord is behind you, he's in front of you, he's beside you, and he goes with you in the morning and the evening. And I just, I just feel like the Lord wants you to know that, that he is surrounding you. And I just see that shadow over you. And so I just pray that you feel that presence today. Um, I don't know your name in the teal shirt, the turquoise shirt, man with the glasses. Yes. Gary? Larry. Larry. Okay. Well, I just keep hearing, I just keep hearing and seeing somebody who's very precious to me, who's a spiritual father, um, was a previous pastor, and I just keep seeing him all over you. And so usually that tells me that there are qualities and characteristics that you carry that house the same kind of things that the Lord's going to give me. I just wanted you to understand where this is coming from because I feel it really heavy and I don't know where the Lord's going to go with it. But he says that you're a David, that you're a mighty man of the word, that you are somebody who deals with the word, who chews up the word, who studies the word. Um, you want to go 10 feet deep into the word. You want to be able to stay in line with the word, like it's going to come into alignment with the word. It's about the word, about the word, about the word. And because you have been that, you have established very firm ground on what is truth. And that analytical mind that God gave you, he did it for a reason, because you're the one who parts the word from the stuff that doesn't belong, that it's got to be pure. It's got to be like right on the money or you're a little bit suspicious. Like it's a little, you know, you're going to be the one who's going to be able to know if it's the word or if it's not because the Lord has grounded you as a man of the word. But I feel like he's calling you up into a new season of leadership. I don't know what you've done before, but you carry the father's heart really well and that you carry the breath of his fragrance to draw people in and to feed from the tree of the fruit of the knowledge of all the things that you have gained by knowing the word. There's a teaching gift on you that he has imparted through you, that you have the ability to be able to discern the word, to teach the word, and flesh it out, and to draw people up. And I feel like the Lord's kind of calling you up right now, just a little bit to go, you're to step into a place of leadership. I don't know what you've ever done before, but Larry, it is a calling on your life. I cannot shake that, that it is not just a gift. There is a calling for you to father people well into who they are in their identity and to know the word word and let that become a truth within them deeply. It's a teaching grace. Um, I can't say that it's the fivefold, but it's very close to that. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a pastoral side to you, a counselor kind of pastoral side to you, but that's the father's heart. And it's pairing the father's heart, the emotion, the love of the father and the word and the discipline that there's a balancing act in both of those. And it's because of the love of the father that draws people in to that place of understanding the word and having it with grace and not with law because you understand the difference coming out of religion and out of the law and into that place of grace. But it's the father's heart. I just keep hearing it over and over. It's the father's heart. You have studied yourself as a son to be a father so that you teach others by the Father's heart and who the Father's heart is. There's just a calling on knowing your identity grounded and rooted in him and to draw other people into that truth. And I feel like your wife, what's your name, dear? Jaylee? Jada? 
Okay. Um, I saw you actually singing. I don't know if you worship. I don't know if you sing. If you do, you should be coming and talking to me. But um, I see you singing the word of the Lord, and I see you in the secret place, in this place of intimacy, that there's actually a prophetic song on your life. Um, There is um, a story, the Lord said just now. There's a story of your life, and that's part of the gift that you carry, is to actually sing the song of the Lord as a story. And it's much like what I talk about in worship too, is we're singing the fragrance of the Lord in that place. It's not just singing a song. It's it's doing something. It's releasing the fragrance of heaven. But there's a place in the secret place that you've had with him that the song of the Lord has been rising up within you. And there's been, it's not just been a sweet time. There are sweet times, but there's actually a fire that's kind of been growing a little bit. It's like an ache inside of you, like a fire shut up in your bones. And that's the prophetic intercessor part of you that's trying to rise up because that's what the word of the Lord does. Like, I don't just lead worship. I'm prophesying when I sing. We're interceding. We're praying. We're declaring things when we sing. And there's an authority that you have learned in the secret place and through trials of fire. The Lord says that you've come out of a storm season and he's bringing you into the promised land, into a favored land. And there is a there is a particular calling on both of you in your house. Um, when I said earlier the, that the Lord says that his house is a house of prayer, that is your house. That your house is a house of prayer, of worship and intimacy and identity. It's grounded. I don't know if you guys are church planters or if you've been church planters before, but I'm not talking about necessarily going and building another like four-walled building, right? Like you're a church planter in the sense that there's a calling on your life to establish the kingdom. And it's through the relationships that you build that there's an intentional, there's something intentional about this. I don't know you guys, so I have no idea where this is going. But I feel like there's, there's provision available to do the thing that God has placed in your heart. The timing is the Lord, he says. The timing is the Lord's. But the work is him. And he loves that you have been faithful and you've persevered in the secret place because that is where you grow the weapon of the war that's necessary is in that love and intimacy with him. You carry his presence and his fragrance is all over you. So I bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Um, he is so good. <laughs> just close your eyes with me and let's just lean into the heart of the Father. As I was prophesying over them, I could feel the Father's love and the Father's heart drawing us in to the secret place. And it's a secret place because it's just where you and he enter in in that place. Father, we thank you that you're drawing us in. You're wooing us all the time into a deeper intimacy with you as we crawl up into your lap, Papa, like a little child. We thank you. As you stroke our hair, as you speak kindly, as you sing over us, as you strengthen us, Lord, I thank you, Abba, Father, that you're teaching us how to be sons and daughters. And I thank you, Lord, that the way that you parent us is good, that you are for us and not against us, Lord, but you're cheering us on. Father, I thank you that your heart is here right now. I thank you that you're calling each one by name, that we are no longer orphans, but we are yours. We are yours. And there is an inheritance of the saints. 
a place of confident authority in knowing who our dad is and knowing the business that you're in, God. And we thank you that we get to partner with you in establishing your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And I thank you, Lord, for the work that you're doing in our hearts and our lives right now. We thank you, Papa, for your heart, that you're restoring the hearts of the children to the fathers, and the father to the children, that you're bringing restoration right now. I see relationships being restored right now. We thank you, God. We thank you that there's no condemnation in Christ, but there is a conviction, an invitation into dealing with things in such a way that we're free. Freedom is the fruit that you have for us. So we thank you, Father, as we say yes to you. I thank you for today, Lord. I thank you for the ministering angels that are here. Lord, I ask that you just continue to breathe a fresh fire, a fresh wind on each one of us. Lord, as you blow through this place and take us out into the world, Lord, I thank you as you will highlight people and places to us as we go. Lord, we thank you that you're emboldening us with courage, with childlike faith to just step out and to no longer be afraid of man or what anyone else thinks. But our heart is solely focused on what you think. And we thank you that it's always good. As numerous as the grains of sand in the seashores are all your pleasing, good, perfect thoughts toward us. And we rest in that, God. I thank you for your peace where we can rest in you. The heavy weight of your glory. We thank you, Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynb.com.